Welcome to a Mount to Climb podcast where we talk about conspiracies, business, and anything in between. I'm Brigham. I'm Joe. And I'm Jerry. Let's get into it. So how'd you guys' week go with not being negative? It's pretty tough. I um I wouldn't say I'm that negative anyway, but I definitely paid attention more and would catch myself and would see what I was saying and the contents of why I was saying it and then really questioning like is it even that big of a deal to you know let negative thoughts control it like working out especially you're like my freaking legs are so bad that was such a dumb exercise but I actually really enjoy it and if you sit there negatively thinking about it then you don't like it but if you don't think that way then you're like heck yeah that's awesome I want to go again yeah it definitely, I was caught myself a lot of times before I said anything negative, and it just makes you realize your thoughts kind of gives makes you pay more attention to your thoughts. Pretty interesting. Yeah, I noticed with um, certain people, they would it'd be easy. I don't know, just different stuff that was going on when you talk to them. It'd be negative. You could get on a certain frequency with someone else's frequency. If yeah. theirs is lower, if they're just negative, then it's easy to just sit there and be negative with them. Yeah. Do you have any examples of something negative you caught yourself? Yeah, with traffic. If you're sitting in traffic or someone's just driving down, it's easy to get upset at them. Yeah, I said that driving home. I think I was on the phone with you. And I'm like, I fucking hate traffic. <laughs> I'm like, dang it said something negative and logged it i wrote some some of mine down it's for sure not all of them probably not even half but a few of the things i wrote down that i talked negative is says talk to trash complained about mosquitoes trash talk to truck trash talk trash talk to goat hated mosquitoes (laughs) (laughs) he hates mosquitoes Mosquitoes are rough. That's a that's a hard thing to try to not be negative about. There's nothing positive about mosquitoes. I think it said on that thing I looked up that they're a pollinator. Well, certain breeds of them are pollinators, and then they feed also so many. They're such a massive food. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, just like that. So they just provide food, pretty much. Well, they are food. They're just annoying to us. But we're being positive. Sitting here. Yeah, I just won't talk about mosquitoes. So I I think we talked a little bit more about it. And I think in the last podcast we said we're going to try just a week. But we want to just take it for a whole month. See if it really makes us feel a lot better. See if we can. uh... Should we implement gratitude into it? I think. Yeah. Switch anything negative for positive. If you catch yourself saying something negative, then repeat Find it. something Find, positive to say about yeah. it. Yeah. That's a good idea. And I think trying to also feel it probably would make a big difference, too. I think yeah. at first you might not want to, but I think saying it a few times, you might just get into this higher frequency. <clears throat> yeah, it definitely makes you become more aware of your thoughts and attitude. And it gives you a different perspective on it. So we'll do that for the rest of the month. And reflect on it each week, so. 
So is this... This is the start of week two. Okay. So three more weeks. Yeah. On July 4th, which I guess our podcast drop a lot later, but... Today for us, it's July 4th. You're listening to the past. We can be grateful for freedom and JJ's ancestor who built America. <laughs> William. <laughs> William Johnson. From the Massachusetts... <laughs> Colony, the Britain colony, the, in yeah. 1670. That was a long time ago. I don't know if it was 1670, but it's around there. We we have all been looking at the family tree. Well, I tried. I couldn't get on ever. It's pretty interesting. Well, you have to actually input your stuff, but there's just so much data in there already that once it ties you to someone... It's tying you to anyone behind that. Yeah. So it's people have put work into that to build it to where it is. Yeah. It's just fun to look at. We found out that I had uh, like five generations of Johnson ancestors that lived in the New Hampshire, Massachusetts area before the Revolutionary War. So before America was even its own country. Pretty cool. And... You're related to Noah. The one who built the ark. Yeah, that's crazy. It went that far back. I tracked it all the way back to like 3300 BC. And it said, I came up to Noah and Methuselah and Enoch and all those Bible characters. Pretty crazy. It took you forever to get back that far. It just kept going. Yeah. And going. And I had a bunch of Irish kings... In my lines and some pharaohs. He just got a little bit hyped up. Yeah. There was one English like, king. Dang, we're Saxon awesome. Yeah, there's a few English kings. It's fun to look at. It is. I think uh, ancestors and genealogy is a huge part of life. For sure. I think I saw this clip. And I should, I mean, you don't think to save these things. And then you talk about it, and then you try to go find these clips, and you can't. But he said something like the amount of people it took for you to be here today, just based off of like generations, was a massive amount of people, like twenty three hundred people. That's what I was gonna say. Is um, just seeing the one string that I went through to get that far back in history, the amount of people, just wasn't even like 1% probably of all the people in involved, but it's like hundreds of thousands of people all had to meet and then have the, kids. and Before they die in a war or something. Yeah. There was, there was a guy that says he died in combat after having kids. Dude, can you believe like back then reproducing was probably such a big thing because it was probably so easy to just for you genealogy to just die out like that blood, that family line. Dead. I think my grandpa Mattingly had like six kids before he died. He was 30, I think, when he died. Holy cow. How'd he die? Uh, poison that mine. <laughs> he was murdered? <laughs> I don't know what happened, but so there's a rumor that he was murdered, and then there's just a rumor that it was just a mishap that he, he was trying to drink some kind of like medicine, medicinal stuff, and then he got the wrong bottle and drink poison 
They had the poison right next to the medicine. Why did they have poison? I don't know. <laughs> One of his kids wrote a book about it, but I don't know. They just have a bottle of poison. Next to the medicinal <laughs> stuff. And it, well, it wasn't his. He was taking it from his neighbor because his neighbor says that he had medicinal stuff for him. So his neighbor just gave him poison? I don't know what the the truth of it is, so... There's also, you know, there's a lot of people that say that, you know, you're just pretty much a recreation of your ancestors and like all the work that they've put in for you to be here. The odds are someone being here is pretty crazy. Like, feels pretty good when freaking I don't even know where I'm going. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to tell Julia to cut that out. You gotta leave it. No. <laughs> leave all of it. <laughs> you complete, completely lost your train of thought? Yeah. You just kept going and going. And like, I'm just, I was thinking if I kept going, it'd come back. Start making sense. <laughs> Full circle. Anyways, do you guys believe in uh, reincarnation? I grew up my whole life believing in it. I, I was just taught that by my dad, and I haven't really done a lot of studying to try not to believe it. I like the idea of it so i've just said uh, yeah it can be a thing do you think you only reincarnate as your posterity so they have to so, be from you so if your family dies out then that's it you can't regenerate into that posterity yeah. you're Dang, done that's for crazy. that's game over i didn't even think of that like it but that's why your your instincts make you want to cr- reproduce create a lineage so that you can keep reincarnating <laughs> that's a cool theory we just made a conspiracy theory no we made a um just a normal theory oh i was gonna say like a belief theory i have a conspiracy theory and i was gonna bring it up but i didn't do enough research i'm gonna do more research on it so i can know a little bit more so you don't just lose your train of thought yeah <laughs> Because I think it's kind of a cool one, but I just have heard it's from someone and I don't know enough about it. Did we ever talk about flat earth or not landing on the moon? Yeah, I, I think, think we, we have yeah. both of them, but... I don't think we've landed we on the moon. Like, yeah, I don't think we did. Do you think we've gone to space? Mm. I think we've just gone to orbit. I don't know, they say that they've never gotten past low earth orbit. Do you think we've... Sent satellites clear out to like Neptune and stuff. <laughs> no. What What are these pictures they've developed? CGI, fake, fake. Or they've generated them. They're freaking awesome. <laughs> Even if they are AI generated. I don't know if they're AI generated. I think they're computer generated. Um, generated. From someone's mind, or they're just the computer. Just draw. Like you can draw on the computer. So someone drew it. I don't know exactly how to make digi- digital art or how all that works, but... It's like um, computer anim- animation. Yeah. Flat Earth, though. So I guess we've brought up two. That was so funny when you your guys sister think... was mad about it. <laughs> <laughs> we, we've deviled, like, what's the word? We've thought a little bit about it, and it's just kind of... There's enough information to make anything 
believable and it just makes you think you're like dang what if I don't know. I've been getting on TikTok lately. <laughs> Some deep rabbit holes. I think on I'm TikTok. leaning more towards flat Earth again. <laughs> <laughs> we were in Oregon and we were just teasing my sister, telling her the world's flat. She's like, "My brother's a flat earther. What the heck?" And then she's like, "Look at the back. mountain. Does that look flat?" <laughs> but she was so freaking disappointed in you. Since then, my since then my brother-in-law has, like, argued with my sisters a few more times at, like, family functions that just sit there and keep arguing about it. Is he a closet flat earther? No, he doesn't. He's not even a flat earther, but he just started arguing for it just to argue with her. That's so funny. So since today's the 4th, have you guys had any crazy f- July 4th stories? Yeah, we did the Laredo today. That was intense. Hero workout. That's fun. Honoring a veteran. We did, what, 24 air squats, 24 push-ups, 24 lunges. Walking lunges. 400 meter, six reps of it. 400 meter run. Yeah, six rounds of that. I scaled mine down to 18 of the three workouts. But that was a good workout. Yeah, I almost got first in the gym but there was one guy that i just couldn't catch maybe next time maybe next time no but i don't know though he's freaking in way good shape this gym's been pretty fun i've enjoyed it i've been going pretty consistently yeah i think i missed two days because for some reason my alarm clock wasn't going off so now i told jj to call me if it gets like twenty minutes before, yeah, I'll, I'll so call now him. JJ's your alarm clock. Yeah, I'll call. <laughs> no, I wake. I'm most of the time I'm awake before. I think he's woke me up once. Seems like I've woken up you up a bunch of times because I call you and you you answer and it sounds like you're asleep still. <laughs> Maybe you have woken me up a bunch of times. It works though. Yeah, man, it's so hard to wake up sometimes. That road day was fun. 20 minutes straight of rowing to see how many meters you could get. Yeah, that's. I'm starting to like the ones. Before, I only liked the heavy days where we lifted weights um, with the barbell and stuff, but I'm starting to like the just the body movements now, too. I like every day I've gone. I mean, sometimes the workouts are pretty rough and they get you real sore, but I've really enjoyed working out every day. But a lot of days, I don't want to know what the exercise is. You don't check before you go? No, not at all. I check. I always check before I go. I don't even care. I'm just going to go. And then when I hear it for the first time, I'm like, okay, cool. Let's get to it. But if I hear it before, especially if my legs are sore, I'll talk myself out of it. Dang. Maybe not that much, but I almost did one day. Almost talked myself out. Because you looked at the next day's workout? I asked JJ, what are we doing today? Hoping that it was something that would involve my shoulder a lot so that I could decide to not go. (laughs) And then he tells me, and I think this is like right before the workout, I ask him. And then I'm like, I I was going to say I wasn't going to go. And then I'm like, whatever, just get up and go. That's not even using your shoulders. You'll be fine. So my shoulder was a little bit sore, which I told you there's like a click in it. Mm -hmm. But now it's kind of working out. Yeah, my shoulder's... 
it seemed like they would i my shoulders were the hardest thing to condition i think because i kept working them hard and it would feel like they were sprained or something like that like it wasn't just muscle soreness it was like no it wasn't muscle soreness felt like the joints mm -hmm. but <clears throat> that's how it was that morning i was trying to talk myself out it felt like that but whatever the workout was really wasn't going to involve it that much and so i'm like whatever dude but now that i'm more just conditioned go. then i don't get that anymore the movement the mobility too has been awesome like I just feel like I can move my body way better. Yeah. Because, I mean, it's almost every morning, you know, you're getting a really good stretch and warm out, and then you're just conditioning these muscles. Yeah, I like. I really like how they bring you through a nice warm-up. Like squats? Dude, I could almost poop old-fashioned way for a solid minute now. <laughs> we do, like, a one-minute air squat every day, and now it's, like, almost easy. Where When I started, I could barely, I'm, like, trying to fall over. So now it's way easier to poop. Well, we don't poop <laughs> traditional. <laughs> if I went and popped a squat, then yeah, for sure. Have you seen those, like, squatty potty commercials? I've, no, I've never seen them. It's like this unicorn. It just shows that traditional toilets kinks you up, and it's like it closes off your bowels, whereas when you're squatting, it just is a straight... Does it work for you? squat squatty potties yeah they work for me because they get you up into more of a squat which is more natural for your colon to release isn't are your knees clear up anyway when you sit on the tiny toilets no <laughs> if i sit on a tiny toilet but i sit on a normal toilet you're like a giant no squatty potties definitely raise you like another six inches it makes a big difference for me can cut your poop time in half <laughs> nice <laughs> <laughs> but i don't even have one i think i should buy one. Oh, i thought you had one i grew up like when i was a teenager we had one in the boys bathroom that we all shared and it worked great but then since i've had my own place i've never bought one and you've been struggling to poop ever since yeah maybe that's why he was infected <laughs> it was just an abscess assist Something like that. But they said it just was happenstance. Plus, men's health and colon health is just pretty common across the board. Like, my uncle died of colon cancer, so now I'm going to have to get colonoscopies pretty frequently. Starting when you're, like, 50 um, or what? My, the colon, the colon, the doctor, she said 40. She So if your family's, if you're prone to it in your family, then you should get one when you're 40. And then from there, they can make adjustments. Like, they can look and say, you know, it looks pretty good. Let's do five years. Or I want to see you in two years. Huh. But I think it's, good, like, recommended by 50. Almost every male should. If you ha know it's in your family, then you should do it 10 years sooner. Huh. Kind of like breast cancer affects a lot of women. I don't know the statistics, but I think colon cancer is pretty similar to same thing with men. If you could only, if you had to give up all foods with eggs or all foods with potatoes, which one would you give potatoes up? Potatoes, for sure. You'd give up potatoes? I'd give up potatoes, yeah. That's potato chips. That's, that's hash browns. That's mashed potatoes. That's baked potatoes. Fries. Fries, yeah, I'd for sure give up potatoes. 
Does yeah. starch come from potatoes? You can get potatoes are very starchy, but you can get it from corns and I think beans maybe. What what does potatoes make that's not a potato? Um, I don't think potatoes make anything that's not a potato. They may I think makes vodka, doesn't it? Uh yeah. Is that the only thing it makes besides potatoes? That's all I know of. I don't even I mean I I like potatoes but it's not a major thing in my my diet. Growing up it was a huge staple in my diet potatoes. They're so versatile. But nowadays I really don't eat potatoes that much and I don't think they're super healthy for you either. Where eggs are does that power pota- superfoods. Does, does that potato include sweet potatoes? No, dude, don't. No. Don't get rid of sweet potatoes. Those are delicious. Maybe that wasn't a very good uh what would you do? Potatoes? Yeah, potatoes for What would sure. you do, Joe? I'd get rid of potatoes. We all like eggs. I'm just eggs trying to convince you to potatoes. get potatoes. I love eggs. Dude, eggs are so dang good. I had 10 fried eggs for breakfast. I'll boil like 14 eggs in like on a Tuesday. They'll be gone by like Friday. I'll eat maybe four when I get done boiling them. Then I put the rest in my lunches. Like two boiled eggs every day for lunch. Pickled eggs are so good. Eggs in general. I love them. Business changed any at all? Um, getting busier? Yeah, same thing, just get staying super busy. Have you thought about um, figuring out how to prevent a slow time through the winter again? Yeah, I'm thinking I'll see if I can do a bunch of uh, hard-facing for construction companies while they're not using their equipment. Just call up all the companies I can find. Are you going to try to set all that up before winter hits? Yeah, I'll probably start in a couple months. So you can hit up, like, the gravel pits and stuff? Yeah, anywhere that would use a loader regularly or um, heavy equipment or, like, excavation companies. Then it can just happen in your shop? Yeah, I could do it on site or I could haul it back here and do it here if it's big enough. Maybe. I wonder if you can do snow plows. If they ever do anything like that. I don't think they hard face those. They just they just have a blade that just blade. bolts on and off. Yeah. And they replace it. What about you for the winter? Um currently I've had a lot of my clients say that they've got small projects that they want to do, but it's not something crazy important for them at the moment, and it's also not a big job so that they'd be happy to hold it for winter so i think i've probably already got a month of the winter months booked up nice but if uh we're gonna have this butcher shop going and i think that'll go clear clear through the winter probably for sure so that should be booked up any time of year yeah so i think if it ever gets slow again like that i can just put more time in over there there's a butcher company in east of logan that does 20 cows a day Dang. It's 100 cows a week. That's a lot. It's a lot of cows. But they, they 20 cows a, a day, retail. that's 140 cows a week. I guess if if you're only doing five days a week. I, I don't know what right. their schedule is. I was just basing it off of a standard work schedule. I forgot about the weekend. I think a lot of companies, especially if they have a high-value person, weekends are a big thing. But I don't know. It's also a big thing to have. They probably... Maybe they offset some of their butchers to where they're running nonstop. Have you been up there? No. You should go check it out. Yeah, I wonder how easy it'd be to get a tour. I think it 
we got to design a, a new layout and plan for building our own butcher shop. Maybe we should see if we could schedule a time to go look at maybe five different shops and then we can get a good idea. Because, I mean, you've got the idea of how the school shop was set up and that's a, that's good knowledge. But I think if we can get an idea of kind of a more small business that we would be more like yeah, and that see how their flow huge, is. Like, classroom. Yeah. We're not going to have something that big. Get the idea of flow from a small shop and then go get the idea of flow from a huge like a huge company that's pushing 100 cows a week but construction wise currently i've got a brother i think he is pretty into construction so i'm gonna see if he wants to try to come work with me a little bit and see if he wants to just hire on full time and he seems like he's got potential to actually do a really good job where i can implement him as a um, like a foreman he can manage jobs a little bit and i could double the production Nice. With subs, especially using subs. I talked to this painter and he was subbing for a bigger company and the company made a 50% markup off of him. Wow. They they sold the job at 16000 and paid the guy 7400 Hmm. Marked up all the rest and all they did was come and bid it. They didn't even have to buy material. They made the painter, the sub, buy that. So I guess I've been doing contracting wrong. I should be making a lot more not putting in the work no i try to be fair i mean you're just because you're gonna be subcontracting it so you won't be doing uh, yeah i wouldn't be doing the work but even if i could mark it up that much i try to be fair like if i try to base it on the amount of work i'm actually doing but you also have to be careful and try to make sure include every bit of work that you're doing you know don't undercut yourself but don't price gouge at the people pretty bad i had i thought of that question we did last week of Gandalf versus Dumbledore. Yeah. I was thinking about that all week, too. <laughs> Is it Gandalf the Grey or Gandalf the White? For sure the White. Dumbledore would be way too powerful for Gandalf the Grey. He would just smoke Gandalf the Grey. Dude, Lord of the Rings is good. I should probably rewatch those. They're so long. Did you finish the the t- the series one? No. Wasn't really worth it, huh? Uh-uh. Jeff Bezos screwed it up. How? He was the one, like, it was Amazon. Amazon. It, but... I oh. think his son said, don't screw it up, Dan. He gave it a good, like, a big budget, but it seems like no one liked it. It wasn't that good, I thought. I only watched a few episodes of it. How many did you watch, Joe? I probably watched, like, four or five. It started again. Every single episode was super slow started getting a little bit good and then i just never got in to watch the next episodes but i'm not very good with watching through series it takes up so much time especially when time's a big thing on your plate like it really has to be a really captivating series otherwise you just can't get through it yeah especially since i switched to like a night shift schedule so it took a while to get used to that and then i've been coming up here on my most of my free times we don't ever watch TV up here. No. Dude, night, sk- night shift schedule is pretty hard to get ever used to, like to ever get used to it. When I did a swing shift, it was... On the floors? Yeah. Like your body just isn't used to it. I don't know if it ever does get used to it. It'll get used to it. I did it for over a year at the shipyard, um, swing shift. After a while. You just got used to it? 
Yeah, you just don't get tired at night. Like, on your days off, you stay up way late and sleep in. I didn't do it for long, but I just didn't like it because you can't really have much of a life outside of swing shift. Yeah. Especially if it's involving other people. You know what would be the worst, though? What? Is changing your shift, alternating it days and then nights. I know. I talk to people who have, like... Like oil rigs, they'll do that. They'll do days one set, nights the other set. Even worse than that is the ones where they work, like, Monday, Wednesday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, have the next two off, and then the next week their schedule is, like, different days of the week, and it's always rotating. And it's changing shift, too. Yeah. That's in the mines, huh? No. I know people who were in the mines who had a shift like that. Well, the mines probably do it, but it was a place up here. I think it was the cereal place. I was talking to somebody that worked there, and their schedule was always rotating. Why would it ever be like that? I don't know. There's got to be some benefit. That's the reason they're doing it. Just so they can run 24-7? One of the trucking companies was, they still do that. They do a six-day on, three-day off, so your schedule's always rotating. The reason why they do that is because the guys that are stuck getting their days off during the week and they want weekends off, eventually they'll get a weekend because most people just want the weekends. Yeah, the fire ch- fire departments, my stepdad, he does two days on, then four days off, then two days on, four days off. So How long has he been at the fire? I think maybe department. 10 years or close to. Nice. It's his full-time thing. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah, there's a lot of jobs that'd be kind of cool. But they just don't provide very much. Like, I thought it would have been so cool to be a wildlife officer. You need a bachelor's degree in some kind of, you know, forestry or nature biology. And your pay is like 50 grand a year. With so the you, bachelor's? Yeah, so you gotta go to a four-year school and then you get like a 50 grand salary a year. And you'd probably still have to work up to it after your schooling. You could go get a highway patrol job with zero schooling and make that and have potential to grow to more like 70 or 80. I don't say they do the same thing, but wildlife officer would be freaking cool. You just drive in a government truck through the mountains. That would be pretty cool. Just give people tickets if they're... I wouldn't give out any tickets. I'd just you probably... make sure nothing nefarious is going on. I think I would give tickets if it was, you know, pretty severe outside the laws of the yeah if someone's trying to light the forest on fire i guess yeah what other start playing with your ego would that would you give them a ticket no i don't think i'd be a dick if they start playing with their ego like how i don't think i'd be a like dick start harassing you and you're i don't know telling you you're not a real cop <laughs> <laughs> that's not be the worst part of the job <laughs> yes i am <laughs> Look for something to give them a ticket. <laughs> Smash their that. tail light in on the way back to the car. Then you, I, I wouldn't want to be a cop. Me either. I want to be a sheriff. No, <clears throat> I applied for highway patrol, but didn't make it through the background check for some reason. You applied for highway patrol. Yeah, I went to their their PT test, physical training test. Had to compete that. Had to run a mile under. It was pretty easy, but you had to run a mile under seven minutes, which that was probably the hardest thing for me because at that point, like I wasn't, I wasn't out of shape, but it, I couldn't run a mile in seven minutes. Like that's pushing it. 
No, it wasn't seven minutes. I think it was ten minutes. Like even you had even longer to do it. It was crazy. There's people who didn't finish it. And you had to be able to jump, like doing a standing jump and reach your vertical. Yeah, your vertical. I can't remember exactly what the vertical was, but it was like it's pretty high. I used to. I don't know if I can now. I used to be able to jump pretty high. There was this school by my friend's house, and I had two different levels of the the roof. Oh, and I ran up the wall and jumped, <clears throat> and grabbed the roof and climbed up. I think me and Jerry was the only ones that could do it. I think David could too. Oh yeah. But we was, they was trying it forever. Because they live right by it, and they says they've been trying it for, like, weeks. Dude, it's crazy how, you, when as you grow, your body gets so much heavier compared to what your muscles' capabilities are. Because, like, when I was younger, you'd swing on that little gymnastic bar at the playground, do flips all over it and stuff. I didn't do any flips on it. You could do flips on that just plain bar? No. When you were probably like six, I never dared. Or monkey bars were awesome. You get so much blisters from monkey bars. Uh, when you weigh like fifty pounds, you do a hundred pull-ups. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I weighed when I was in elementary, but I could do a lot. Dude, I feel like this CrossFit gym. A lot of times, I just feel like we're in PE class. It's kind of how it feels. It's pretty, yeah, kind of. Uh... It was always pretty fun. Now that we've been going this often, when we had to take a day off for the weekend, like on Sunday, it seemed like it was so long to not I go know. to the gym. I've been wanting to. I've been thinking I'd work, do it Monday, Wednesday. No, sorry. Monday, Tuesday, take a break on Wednesday. Then Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. But tomorrow's Wednesday and I want to go. I'm like, I was thinking about taking a break. I'm like... You can never skip a heavy day. Those are the best. Tomorrow's a heavy day. That's where you just lift heavy? Yeah. I guess I can't. It will be four for five. 90% go rate. For the month? Yeah. Did we, you not go yesterday? No, we missed the first because no, it was didn't. Sunday. Or not the first. We missed the second because it was Sunday. Then we've gone every other day. Oh, we've gone to every class they've had, though. Yeah. Yeah. So it'd be four for five of the days of the month. Days of fourth. Is, uh, if we go tomorrow. Oh, but, I see. Um, that number they keep track of, is that days that are possible of getting or days of the month? So if you get 16, is it 16 days out of the possibilities? Because they're not open on Sunday. It's just if you go to 16 classes in a month. Okay. So you have... I think four days or five days that they won't have any classes, just the Sundays. Is that for a raffle? Yeah. Last last month, somebody won a $50 gift card. Dang, that's cool. Or a giveaway, like, supplements. It was for Noble, so for, like... Sports or wear equipment. Yeah, like shoes, shoes or shirts, shirts or whatever. But, um, yeah, you only have to go 14 times to be... In the committed club and be entered to win something. You get one entry for 14, two for 15, and three for 16. Yeah, as far as I know. I got 16 last month. I bet I'll get more this month. They do a drawing every month? Yeah, last month was the first month, but yeah, they're going to. Just trying to help. 
entice people to really get out there and get it. Yeah. I thought I was going a lot when I was going three times a week, but three times a week seems like nothing now. Dang, I got to move up here so I can start going to this gym. It's awesome. I think it really helps working out with someone else. Yeah, I for sure go more now that you joined. Also tries to help you do better going to bed early. Yeah. Just more disciplined within your life. You try to. <clears throat> Dude, trying to work out if you didn't get good amount of sleep the night before like one time even even just going an hour earlier at 5 30 that's rough huh yeah you're like oh you're just so much more drained <laughs> one of these times you gotta try the 4 30 class it's i'm sure rough. there probably will be a time in my schedule i'll need to because i'll need to be down to salt lake by like seven i'll just make sure i go to bed early that day so um, I sent you guys a podcast, and I don't know if you guys have listened to it, but it's called The Order of Man. How well, long ago did you send it? I sent it through Instagram, like, maybe Thursday last week. I clicked on it, but it wouldn't load, and then I forgot about it. So it was 10 unconventional ways to, like, become a better person. It was really good, and I've actually been really enjoying this guy's podcast. Every single one is kind of just ways to be a better a better male, a better person, better man. And I think one reason why I've liked it so much is in my personal life, I didn't really have a good role model of a dad. And so there's a lot of things, you know, that a boy would learn from his dad that I just wasn't able to. And so a lot of these episodes have quite a bit of information that I feel like just watching a good role model of a dad, you'd learn from it. Does he play like Jordan Peters or have guests? Like um, he does a occasionally, but he's mostly solo. He's mostly solo, and it's not long. It's like twenty four to forty minute episodes. Huh. I'll have to check him out. Like there was one about, you know, ten ways to turn boys into men. Like the ten things you need to do, which I think you know, being a father to a son. I think again, especially not having a good role model as a dad. You know, now you you have these tools that you can use to create, you know, a more confident and mature boy who can, you know, do good things in this world. And that, I mean, he just has a lot of episodes that are really good, especially, you know, having a marriage. There's quite a bit of things that he goes over on how to, you know, have a better relationship. Hmm. And it just makes sense to you, like, because he's coming from it from the same perspective as you being a man and just helping you understand women and men are just so different and just good ways and techniques to kind of have a good healthy relationship nice so maybe i'll try to share again because i've got like five in my saved for later playlists like one of them was like you just three. put it on the queue yeah on youtube i just put save for later but i think he's on instagram or spotify too but one of them is like three reasons why every man should own a business i want to listen to that one hmm. sounds interesting he lives in maine maine yeah i want to go to maine i want to go to maine so bad it sounds so beautiful i'd go there and then i just pay a moving company to move me because i don't move my whole pack of my house and bring it to me because i wouldn't want to come back that's where jocko's company is origin maine origin is in maine and I think it's called Origin Maine. So I think he's had, like, episodes with Jocko. I don't know if he's had one with Jordan Peterson. Yeah, oh, cool. another good one that 
he was talking about was I'll send this one to you guys because I think this one would be really good. You guys would like it, but talks about how men should be, you know, capable of being fierce and violent. But oh, Jordan Peterson's yeah, talked about that too. And he repeated Jordan Peterson's quote maybe three or four times in his episode. But you know, by the end of it, his key, like his key takeaway, was get violent. He wasn't like go go get in a fight, but get into you know jujitsu classes. Become capable. Yeah, of violence. become capable, pretty much. And so ever since that, I'm like, dang, I want to go take some martial arts or some jujitsu. And he's just kind of describing like the aspect of grappling with another man and him being able to overpower you and the way you feel like makes you rage, like you want to not be overpowered. So then you just get better trying to kind of I, every time I, he was saying that i'm just thinking about you trying to beat tyrell <laughs> just this you know good healthy friendly competitiveness between men and how it's just a, it's a pretty normal thing yeah every time i go to do my workout at the gym then my goal is to beat tyrell sometimes i'll look at the workout and i'll realize that it's not going to be possible but i still try Do you you guys have a question this week? <clears throat> I'll go last. So I can think you went one. last last week. <laughs> <laughs> I already asked mine, the eggs or potatoes. We all want to keep the eggs. Yeah, I was trying to convince Brayden to change his. So I can ask him why. <laughs> You're supposed to have these prepared before. <sighs> the thing that's crazy is I always give a question. But I'm either driving or loading. It's hard to log it as a note or something. Yeah. I need to just do it, but by the time I'm done driving, I forget. And sometimes I'm in a sketchy spot to pull my phone out. And you just tell yourself that you'll remember. And you, Dude. You well, never yeah. do. I, I don't I do I was it. listening to this thing that they was talking about dreams. And the guy was asking, have you ever seen or used your phone in a dream? I don't think I have. I have. You have? Yeah. Like like a week ago, I had a dream that I was driving my car, and I needed to turn around, and it just rained, so there's a couple puddles on the edge of the road. So I hit one puddle, hit the second puddle, go completely underwater. <laughs> <laughs> my car, all the airbags blow out, so I just climb out of it and start taking a picture of it huh. using my phone. So sending it to, like, insurance or something. I gotta start uh, writing down my dreams again because that was some pretty interesting stuff happened when you r write down your dream every day. That was one of the things that I think his name is Ryan something from the Order Man. The ten unconventional ways of like becoming better is one of the items was write every day, kind of end your day. I mean, you're you're kind of going over starting your day with writing a dream, but. I think just in general, writing stuff down is was a good thing he said. I've heard that if you write down, if you have a lot on your mind and you can't sleep, and if you start yeah, journaling like every that. day, it'll just get everything off your mind and you can sleep pretty calmly. And huh. it's a good way of like 
emptying your brain out in a a way for you to kind of re-digest, you know, what you've got going and yeah. you can work on it and read, like, especially you scheduling, you know, for the rest of the week, like you kind of dump it out and then you can remember way more and be a little bit more productive. Hmm. There's a lot of, I see a lot of ads for like really nice, good journals, like daily journals, <laughs> kind of geared more towards, you know, manly journaling. Have you ever dreamed about an apple? An apple? I don't remember a lot of my dreams. I don't know if I have or not. I just think it's kind of funny. They always pick, like, a phone or something. There's a lot of things you don't know if you've ever dreamed about. Do you believe in dream interpreting? Or certain things you dream mean certain things? Not really, because I've read some of the... Well, not, like, the whole book, but I've skimmed parts of books that are supposedly how to decipher dreams. But it's not like that one chart could make so everyone in the world could tell what their dreams mean based off that chart. Is every person who says they decipher different? Like their things mean different things or are they all lining up to where like oh if you see a moon reflection in the water it means this. Yeah that's like that can't work for everybody. I think more I think maybe ways you feel in dreams might kind of have some meaning of like oh yeah if you're super you know scared in your dream and you're like constantly getting into negative situations you know maybe built up a stress or something yeah or if you have like a lot of anxiety in your dream probably stressed in real life did you see that video i think maybe one of you guys said it was going over when you work out then your body produces this just chemical that just makes you feel I think I shared it yesterday. Yeah, I don't remember what it was saying, but I thought it was pretty cool. It makes your body feel what? More. I don't remember. I know there are people who say it makes you, like... Like it gives you serotonin? Serotonin, you feel more happy, but this was also saying, like, it was either make... I'm going to have to watch it. We record on my phone, so I never want to go back and look at it, but... (laughs) I'll re-come with it next week. So did you come up with a question within that five minutes no i got busy talking about other stuff with you guys trying to find a question because <laughs> i asked the question if you have ever seen an, a phone in your dream but i think you can add a lot of different things that you've never seen in your dreams have you ever had have you ever became lucid in your dream like where you could control the dream no where you're aware that you're dreaming i've i used to be able to do that as a kid all the time but I yeah i have so crazy i had this dream one time it's been a long time since i've thought about it so i don't remember exactly what happened in the dream but i have it written down somewhere but basically i was dreaming and then i became lucid so i was aware that i was dreaming and then i wake up into another dream but i didn't know i was dreaming yet until a certain point and then i found out i was dreaming again and then i wake up and i'm still dreaming and I find out I'm dreaming again, so I became lucid in three layers of a dream. It's so crazy. Inception? Yeah, in real life. Dream within a dream within a dream. Yeah. Dang. Do you think that's where the idea of Inception came from, the movie? From somebody doing that, maybe. Lucid dream three times in a row. Lucid. I gotta watch that, because now that I've kind of dabbled into trying to become lucid in dreaming, it'd probably be so much better of a movie. Sometimes I wake up to my alarm and then snooze it and fall back asleep. 
the second I fall back asleep, then I'm then in my dream to a point where I can control it. And so in my dream, I go to work, do everything. <laughs> I freaking almost work a full day. And then I wake up for real. I'm like, wow, what a bunch of freaking bullshit. <laughs> I got to go do all that again. Dang. Like almost completed my whole day and it was all just a dream. Last night, I woke up in the middle of the night. I look at my alarm clock. Or, so first, I wake up and I open my eyes and it's like there's a spotlight in my face. Like, it's super bright. And I realize I'm looking straight at the moon through my window. <laughs> and it was a full moon. And it was like a super moon or something. It was super bright. And I look at my alarm clock. It's 2 in the morning. So I just turn around and go back to sleep. It was so bright, though. It's crazy. Dang. I had a dream that I was working out. And then I was like, I bet I can do more. Because I was like, doing pretty heavy weight. Then I realized I wasn't getting tired. And, I was like, and then I realized I was dreaming. That's cool. You freaking love working out so much. You go to your dreams and just do super heavy I'm gonna reps. I'm going to get this pump in my sleep. <laughs> <gasps> working out is way fun. I've definitely been enjoying it. Now that you're getting past the throw-up stage? Um, so one of the times I threw up because I, like, chugged a bunch of supplements and it really wasn't sitting right with my stomach. And then another time I really pushed myself hard. But... Do you still feel like you're going to throw up sometimes? That one day on Saturday. Saturday? I felt uh, like I was going to throw up in the workout. Yeah. But I think I was also a rough day because I was kind of a little bit under the weather. But lately I haven't been feeling... I've also kind of scaled myself back just a little bit more to focus more on form and stuff. I think maybe another week or two of conditioning and I'll probably start pushing back to like the RX stuff or trying for it. Yeah, it was like um, six or seven weeks before I could RX anything when I first started. I get pretty close every time to RX. I'm not scaled that far behind. You think there's gonna be any fire started tonight? Probably. Pretty wet year. I think outside. I don't think like filled fires, but people's garbage cans, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Been a super green year. Yeah, it's been awesome. One year we hiked up to the top of this mountain, watched fireworks over the whole valley, and this in Salt Lake. No, in Utah County in Provo. And there was a big stadium right at the base of this mountain, and they do this huge concert. I think there's some band there, and then they do this awesome fireworks show. So we were down, like, way up top, above it, watching down, and we could hear it and see it. You couldn't see it with detail, but the fireworks show was awesome. And then you could see fireworks all throughout the whole valley. And then we were going to camp up there. It was like a six-mile hike to get up there. It was pretty steep. And we were going to camp up there, and... We set up our bed, and then it starts raining on us. We get soaked, and we're like, Dang. we're freezing, because we took minimal stuff up there, so not a ton of hammocks and stuff. So we're like, what do we do? We're, like, we're going to just hike back to the car. That way we can stay warm, because we're at, like, maybe 9,000 feet elevation. It was cold up there. You was at 9,000 in Provo? Yeah. It was Squaw Peak, so, I mean, it maybe was closer to 8, but it was pretty high. Dang. And isn't the valley like forty five hundred? Um someone could Google the 
the Valley? Squaw Peak. Just Google the height of Squaw Peak. We'll know for sure. But we decided to hike it out, so we packed up. And on the way down, there's just some guy hiking with his three dogs. And he was kind of a little, like, weird. Like, just seemed super off. Get, like, the super spooky feeling. Some random guy hiking at 2 a.m. And the, it was raining. He was hiking in the rain. And the trail was super steep and slick with mud. So we're falling all over. 78. So it's close to 8,000 square feet. The summit is only 7,800 feet above sea level. So my first guess was 1,000 off. My next was 200 off. We used to hike all the time. Hiking's pretty fun. I haven't done it a lot since I've since I lived at the mine. We used to hike all the time. Oh, living right in the canyon. Maybe Sunday, valley, especially but... with seventy five hard when we do that. Sundays we could just go hike, do that, do a ruck hike. That'd be fun. Winter ruck hike. Hiking with like a uh, hundred pounds on your back or fifty pounds. Like a weighted pl- chest, a weighted oh, yeah. a weighted vest. We do that. We shouldn't find like a trail that has trees over it. Yeah, there's one on the back side of this mountain right here. You get into Logan and it's super green and it's shaded almost the whole way. Nice. Plus, if you start early, if we got up the same time to work out, six, it'd be so cool. And you just do an hour, 45 minutes to an hour. It wouldn't be that hot out. You'd still probably sweat pretty good. Yeah. We should do it. How long? I've got another question this week. I already asked one, but how long do you think a freaking fat guy like 450 pounds could live with only water and like basic minerals Minerals, no food supplements yeah no food just water pretty much like no calorie intakes intake i think a pretty long time have they ever done a study (laughs) i doubt it (laughs) yeah they might who would want to do that We'll pay you for research, go on a and you'll month, lose your weight. Go on a four-month fast. <laughs> we'll provide the minerals. Have you ever seen um, Super Size It? It's a no. documentary this guy did where he went. He ate at McDonald's every day for a month or something, and he was being monitored by doctors and weighed himself before and after. And any time they asked if he wanted to supersize it, he would say yes. That could be the fries, like the drink. Because McDonald's used to have a large and then a super size, which was way bigger. Huh. So he couldn't say no to it. He ate there every day for a month, every meal. It was crazy, like, how nasty of his body change was. Just for a month? Yeah, he just got this huge belly. He was super sick, sore, like, just felt like garbage. Dang. What do you eat there for, like, all three meals? Yeah, all three meals. Wow. There's another guy who did that with Taco too. Bell. And he did a YouTube video documentary on it. And he lost weight instead of gained weight. What the heck? And then he had an interview with the owner of Taco Bell, the like the CEO. And she is like redesigned Taco Bell's home menu to be like the healthiest fast food there is. Yeah, right. Well, it's not like a healthier option, but it's the healthiest fast food you could get is what she said. I bet you can get healthier fast food than Taco Bell. Yeah, I bet Zupas is healthier. Zupas for sure is. I wonder if Zupas is in a different classification than fast food. Maybe not. I don't know. They, they, they have, have a drive-thru. Zupas is so good. Chick-fil-A if you got is like healthier a than Taco Bell, or an, I bet. Or a 
salad. As long as you don't drown your stuff in that sauce. You ever figure out a question, Brigham? <laughs> Dude, I'll make sure and have one for next week. Yeah, come prepared. Okay. But I think maybe we should wrap it up. So we're going to continue doing no negativity. Continue doing no negativity. And this time... We're going to add gratitude. We have to swap the negativity for positivity. So anytime we catch ourselves doing a negative, we're going to find something positive about it. Yeah. And I think we should each, you know... And you have to yell it out as loud as you can. Even if you're around people? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Just kidding. All right. You can if you want, but I'm not kidding. (laughs) So, try it with us. Post Post your examples if you have some negative and you've found some positivity about it. Give us a listen and a like. Subscribe. Don't forget to like and subscribe and Leave share review. the show. Leave Helps a review. A lot. Do all the good stuff. Peace. Peace.